In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sub Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Tammy Sage. I'm Millie Tamaris. This is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happy Monday, you two. We, we got to chatting a little bit before this about it's some it's a really heavy, heavy Monday vibes today, huh? The Monday is. <laughs> first Monday. Uh, this is like one of the first Monday. I think this is the first Monday you've done the pod, Millie. And, uh, yeah, it's a in a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what did you? Uh, did we have any? What did you guys get up to this weekend? Anything fun? Um, I went to Vermont. It was very oh, Vermonty. Wow. I learned that it is mandatory to compost in Vermont, and oh, I that's honestly, nice. So something that it's really interesting. Vermont is like its own little like sustainable ecosystem that if we could like apply that, like make more of those, I think that would be overall good. You know, we need like 50 million more Vermont. <laughs> Definitely. At least 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least. <laughs> I mean, the state that made Bernie Sanders, you got to have, you got to have high expectations. Yeah. Um, I didn't catch any mittens. Perhaps it's a little early. <laughs> <for this. laughs> That's so fun. Just um, a bit. I went to go see, I had the opposite. I went to go see um, Kay Trinata, like that DJ at Brooklyn Mirage. And um, it was really, uh, he, you know, yeah, he's like a hip hop, like R&B DJ um, and he's queer, but it it was a cool space, but it's also like his set didn't start until 1 a.m. on, on, and then um, I actually had a college friend. She's like a pretty a pretty uh, well-known R&B singer, cool. Joyce Rice, and she opened for him, and that was really cool to see. Um, but yeah, like to to for the doors of a concert to yeah. open at 10 a.m., like Oof. I mean 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Sorry, 10 p.m. Like that was like I had to take like five naps before, three naps after. Like it was rough. Wow, you're impressive. I feel like watching your Instagram stories. You're out most nights. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, no, I don't know how I do it. Either. I'm always surprised to find out, like, when I remember we're the same age. I always, you read as, like, 26. Good. Let me call <laughs> my manager. <laughs> She's lost like, I could do energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I didn't go to a party college. I went to, like, like college was pretty whack, so I feel like making up for lost time. No yeah. Yeah, I feel like I got it all in, and now I'm like, no, I will not go anywhere. <laughs> Absolutely not. So today we're going to do a very quick congressional catch up. Then we're going to discuss a lot of this increased activity we're seeing around striking and labor rates and how that's intersecting with the white collar great resignation. 
First update, Joe Manchin is Joe Manchining. Here's the latest. I will read through some updates and we will not have our, our normal full-on Joe Manchin roast. If you want those, listen to just any Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday episode from previous weeks. <laughs> but Joe Manchin said on Friday that he is opposed to the $150 billion clean energy program at the heart of Joe Biden's climate agenda. What that really means is like the big climate thing that's in here that's supposed to help us meet our emissions targets, which affects the entire planet. He doesn't, he says thumbs down. This would have been, or it could be the strongest climate change policy in the nation's history. Joe Manchin has made, he made last year half a million dollars personally from the coal industry. He founded a coal brokerage that he sold to his son or son-in-law when he entered politics, but he still has uh, shares and makes a lot of money directly off of the coal industry. And West Virginia is one of the nation's top producers of coal and gas. So he's also representing a lot of people who either just make a ton of money from capital in this or provide labor. And it is what they think one of their only available employment opportunities. This legislation, the way it works is it incentivizes clean energy and makes it more expensive not to use clean energy. And most Democrats agree with Joe Biden's plan and they say they won't support a bill they don't think goes far enough to prevent the planet from becoming rapidly inhospitable to human existence. So now the White House is working to replace this with alternatives, something like carbon tax. But there's a lot of reasons why that's not ideal, like businesses that make a lot of money will just continue to pay to be able to use more carbon. And it's going to take huge policy changes like the one Joe Manchin is opposing for us to meet its our emission targets. And Joe Biden heads to Glasgow in a few weeks for a big UN climate summit with this happening. So that is embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy that like we're all just uh, we're all just going to die of climate <laughs> catastrophes because this one man like wants a little bit more money like I, I that that's what like is so baffling about all the problems of our age is that all like the solutions are so within reach like the technology the ideas are there mm -hmm. the, po the the policy is written but then you just have like one guy who wants like a like more money and they are the ones standing in the way of of everything of everybody it's really just so depressing yeah it's it's just like how much money do you need you know like it is, it is embarrassing. his daughter here's the thing how much money do you need right a lot of like people we ask this question i feel like we've been asking this question a lot on the podcast lately and joe manchin i feel like the answer the impulse to answer that question and that people accept is like well my family if i can continue to provide for generations for my family joe manchin's daughter made I think I'm not exaggerating tens of millions of dollars off of price gouging EpiPens. So how fucking rich does Joe Manchin need to be? You're fine. Your daughter's fine. Your kids are fine. Let's save the planet. Yeah, this is actually one of my favorite topics, but at the ex at the risk of coming off as completely tone deaf, I happen to love debating the question, how much money does the person need? And like, <laughs> I, I really can see like so many different pieces of that perspective but regardless who cares about like like i don't believe that you should like you should have enough money that like your kids should also be rich i believe you should have enough money that your kids should be stay safe and able to like afford the basics that pr pretty much you can understand what those would be if you look at like any progressive policy proposal like you want your kids to be able to have college you want to be able to pay for family care and you know like the basics like that is how much money you need 
to be able to give your kid those those covering those costs in the area that they live in. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for me too, it's like, it's, it's all this greed. It's also like, it doesn't represent what most of the country wants. It doesn't represent. And then it's, it's just this question of like, when do moderates compromise? Like, you know, there's never a situation where if a moderate doesn't want to do it recently, actually, like, but I think even with the Obama administration, if moderates don't want to do something, it doesn't happen. But it's never like moderates like, oh, well, everyone else is going with this. So I should go with this because it's, you know what I mean? And you're like moderate to what? Like, uh, it's right. just so gross. And it just is sad because it's like, I'm every day. It's not like I'm losing hope, but it is like, you know, I'm like, how are we going to get people to vote if everyone did all this voting and we have one guy standing and then talking about how much money um, people need? Like this guy's also blocking the childhood tax or the child tax mm-hmm. credit. Right. Like he doesn't want people to get it if they make more than sixty thousand dollars. And the child tax credit's been like extremely beneficial for a lot of people. Yeah, why don't we so, means test fucking Joe Manchin and see how much money he needs? He's like, he's the one that's so worried. It's a waste of money. It's Completely. a waste of money. It's a waste why wouldn't of you money. spend the money that you do means testing on giving it to people? Also, cruelty. Why cruelty. We, it's like elit- elitism combined with cruelty. It's like paternalism. Oh, paternalism, perfect word. Yeah, the child tax credit, I'm glad you brought that up um, because that is that really like got me going in like a pretty angry way, just be specifically because how low the number 60,000 is. And like you want to talk about how much money you need to live a family of two adults and one child. 60,000 is not enough money. I don't think maybe in West Virginia. Maybe only in West Virginia. That is the only state where $60,000 could maybe cover two parents and one child. Family income. Yeah. And to provide details before we continue, if you haven't heard of this, so over the weekend, Joe Biden or Joe Manchin rather is starting to trickle out like what he actually wants. And on the child tax credit, he said straight up, um, you have to show that it has to have an established work requirement. But what we're we're referring to is he doesn't want anyone to get it if their family household income exceeds $60,000, which is very low amount for a family and also like that doesn't matter how many kids it's like okay it doesn't adjust right. for the amount of children right but let's say it's just one although it's rarely just one like that's still not enough i would love you know this whole like what does joe mansion want what does kirsten cinema want i propose a new movie where <laughs> joe mansion is cursed and everyone can just completely read his mind <laughs> everything he says he isn't able to um you know, he wouldn't be able to to hide his thoughts from everybody. And then in the end, he meets a darling young woman who turns him into a progressive. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> That's so funny. But I, I feel like, you know, he kind of says what he wants. It's like, well, because I was reading, you know, in the New York Times, it's like these people don't care that it's not popular. They'd actually be more popular if they did go with this progressive stuff. They'd be able to raise more money if they were progressive. They'd be able to do like more if but it's like they don't care they actually do believe that means testing is the way to go and they do believe that climate change is dumb and they you know what i mean it's just like kind of like 
I don't even know if reading his mind would be helpful because we know what he thinks. It's just, I think the thing is like, I would, you know, he just has so much power and that's like the disgusting part. It's like, you know, we've worked, a lot of people worked really hard, but he has so Uh, much power. Also like the idea of means testing maybe made a little more sense when like there was less income inequality and people were less desperate like yeah. means testing only makes sense if there's like a real risk that the money would be like, you know, somehow not going back into the economy, which is the point of these social service programs. But like it also shows how out of touch they are that they think people don't need to spend this money tomorrow. Like, right. like they're going to spend it the second they get it. So yeah. it's, it's all like it's, it's none of it is waste. Right. I mean, when we were giving out these checks during the pandemic really quickly, most of the waste was in shit that went to small businesses, which a lot of times was like yachts or basically like people committing white collar crimes to get those ones. The people that got the checks, they spent it right away on the things they needed. And like last year, poverty over the past year, poverty was like had been lower than it has been for a long time. There's your test. Like you give people money that they urgently need. They're going to urgently spend it or they pay off credit card debt and then they have more available money to spend and invest. Right. Like just the fact that they think the money isn't going to be like used immediately. It's not based in anything. How how little clue they have about how people are really living financially. They just right. It just under like it just shows that they don't know. No, I think it's literally like I don't think Joe Manchin has read a single study. I think he just has a feeling. He's like, oh, no, I don't think people should be able to have nice things. I don't think that just sounds a little too much for me. It's also confusing because he's supposed to like represent people and he's supposed to like but I'm just like what person in West Virginia like doesn't want the child tax you know what I mean or like totally want I get the climate thing but it's also just like I don't know how you can work in the coal industry and not understand the reality of like coal's gone and like how could you not want to like be the next windmill like technician or, you know, solar panel or, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, well, this is where I think like the right wing media culture war comes in because they're yeah, like that's logic. But then you have like all this messaging from, you know, right wing media that's telling them that like, no, like coal is forever. And <laughs> like, you know, well, I think Joe just- mentioned, yeah, he's just like, I, I think he's like, I represent the people I represent today in the now. I don't think he looks to the future at all. I don't think this no. man thinks about tomorrow. He's just yeah. like, these people need this right now. And they're who I represent. But then he also, he spins himself, but then sometimes he'll just spin himself as like, my job is just to ensure bipartisanship and to be the moderate force. Like when he's talking about like, the child tax credit. That's like you said, that's rooted in nothing. So that's where it would be like, if we, it would be useful to be able to read his mind because we might get like a more transparent view of what he's thinking. Yeah. He's the he's worst. Cool. Also, just speaking to the climate thing for one second, West Virginia's at like severe climate risk for flooding. So of course, yeah, if he were thinking about like the future, he might think about true that. This man doesn't also, think about like, the future. Yeah, just like, why wouldn't you want to make, I don't know. I, I just don't understand being moderate in like, a, like no one wants to live in your state. No one wants to like, your state is suffering. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want to do all this like cool shit to like get people to want to move to West Virginia? Totally. Where people are looking for like, I don't know. That's just me. I'm just like, 
people are looking for like cheaper rent and all this stuff. Like you could be the leader in something and get a, an influx of young people moving into you. But I guess, I don't know. I yeah, care. that's such a good point. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So this is sort of related, but Americans are sick of living like this and they're sick of their jobs making it worse or not providing any help. In August, a record 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs, and tens of thousands of workers are also on strike. Last week, 10,000 John Deere workers went on strike, and unions representing 30,000 Kaiser employees have authorized walkouts. So those, those are hospital workers. They're nurses. They're healthcare workers. This is still a pandemic. And 60,000 Hollywood production workers were ready to strike today, but their representatives reached a tentative deal on Saturday. There are about 1,400 Kellogg workers who are entering their third week of strike. So there's a lot of strike activity going on right now. That's because workers have leverage at this moment because employees are having a hard time finding people to work for them. It turns out people are really overdoing demanding low-paying work for no benefits while their company shareholders are getting richer and richer. At this time, workers are also hard to replace, and so many open positions have contributed to and been exacerbated by these block supply chains we've been hearing a lot about. Wages, they also haven't risen in line with inflation, so things are more expensive, but people aren't necessarily making more money to pay for these things. So businesses have never needed workers more, which makes it a perfect time to 
walkout. So are these strikes working? They're working a little bit so far. Walkouts at Nabisco and Frito-Lay help secure higher wages and new vacation allowances for workers, but there haven't been like huge changes otherwise. The strike in Hollywood for production workers, it That threat looks like it yielded some concessions, though maybe not as much as members hoped. And as much as there is a labor shortage, when you actually practically try to leave some of these jobs, it can be hard to find new ones and quitting just can't, might not be worth it. Why do you think this is happening at this moment? Do you think that the pandemic exposed something that people just can't tolerate anymore? What's going on? You know, that movie network where uh, what's his name has the moment where he's just like, I can't. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. That's what I feel is like the collective mood um, that's leading to these strikes and to people's really like, fuck it. I'm gone. Like I, I will live off my savings like minimally rather than work for this bullshit. Like, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be mad? Like I'm furious and (laughs) I'm not even like in that position. Yeah. And it's just not, it's just not fucking fair. Like I like I know that like life isn't fair, but and I know that I sound kind of like ridiculous when I'm saying that, but it's like the level of what people take only goes so far. And like this is it's beyond the pale. Because not only did they see that like we're not making any money, they learned like our, my employer does not give a fuck if I live or die. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. just like they don't give a fuck if I'm happy mm-hmm. at work. They do not give a fuck if I die. So like yeah, people are like, I'm not going to work for you. I don't like working for someone who doesn't care if I die. Right. Yeah, I think um, that's that's a good point. It's like people realizing that their employer doesn't care if they die and that their employer will not function without them. Like they, they literally nothing will happen without these people and that their employer is incapable of doing the things that they do you know, as skillful, you know, and it's been really interesting reading the IATSE, as Sam, Sammy put it, um, <laughs> whatever he thinks. How like, yeah, say that's how you say it. it. I, I, I don't know, no, no, no. I called it, I, I call it IATSE because you called it IATSE, but like <laughs> just reading like what grips do and it's like, yeah, get somebody to like sandbag like these lights or this and that. And like, even the John Deere workers are like, yeah, if they think they can work without us, I mean, it's true that maybe they might not find other employment as quickly, but it's also like these people are highly skilled and there's been like a whole thing about unskilled labor versus skilled labor. And it's like, yeah, uh, when when put into context, like the income inequality now versus like what the income inequality was during the French Revolution, like now the gap is bigger, you know? And, and like social media is- so you can see it. And you can see it, you know, and it's just like, we're supposed to be like, it's also like all these brands are partnering with these influencers and we're supposed to be able to see aspirational content of people on boats and yachts when it's like, and then, yeah, like you have billionaires and millionaires like complaining, you know, about cancel culture and dumb shit when it's like people cannot pay to get a babysitter or to do like basic things, you know, and it's just like, yeah, let's see what they, you know, let's see what things are without it. You know, it, yeah. it's just kind of like, it's it's so tough. There's it's just like so no, con- there's like no real consideration from these like millionaire, like these very, the millionaires and billionaires. Like <laughs> that, like their <laughs> One money. One weekend of Vermont. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Their money, they would not have that money if they did not have people generating the money. Like, and, I'm sorry. And paying one- them so disproportionately. 
yeah, little to do it. Yeah. Anyone who is a millionaire has people earning the money. They did not earn the money themselves. Like Beyonce has thousands of people on her team. As talented as she is, she couldn't make as much money as she did if she didn't have people who were working for her. Like everyone needs people working for them to be able to make that much money. It's that simple. And it's like when you, when they talk about like the way that, for example, the IATSE strike, the way that like these, these employees are treated is, and the, the risks that they're put at are insane when you think about like all they're doing is making TV shows. Like yeah. they're not saving lives. Like literally just so that we are never bored. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I know. So, so they make money. It's not really for us not being bored. They don't care if we're bored. Like they just want to make money from it and from us and like, and fine, they will. But like, they think you could not have a production without every single one of these people. Like I had women's health come to my apartment to film like a five minute video and the level of technical skill that was required in the filming to set up the lights, to set up the equipment, to like, to film literally a video that's going to take totally. max five minutes. It took three hours to film. And the amount of like work that these people put in, the idea that like any Netflix executive or actor or anyone could like replace that work is, is absurd. And like any, every employee knows that now. Uh, you know what I think of? Um, a few, like a year or two, no, like probably two, three years ago at this point, I did a podcast. Um, it's Jordan Seal. She's a film critic and she reviews like bad rom-coms. And I watched Shallow Hell mm-hmm. and it was really like insanely bad. Like, like it wasn't just a bad movie. It was one that like really triggered terrible so like fatphobic. body things. So fat phobic. It was awful. And then like, hearing that somebody died making that fucking movie, like one of the crew died and it's just like, yeah. And then someone was like, damn Yeah. For shallow how like, God, that's like terrible. But it's, and then someone's like, damn Like at least somebody died in a better movie. It's like, no, no, no piece of media is worth someone's life. And they do like a memorial, you know, a memorial or whatever. But like, then they get to move on. Those guys who made Shallow How, which is honestly the worst fucking movie in the world, um, have won an Oscar, you know? And like, they're doing great. But right. one of the Russo girls. But like, it's just like, yeah. Do you think that people like miss underestimate like the physicality and the literal danger involved yes. with this kind of yes. work? Yes, yeah. they're like climbing on shit. Like they have to like rig lights and like hold very heavy equipment that like is literally like latched on with like a clip. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think with production, with with makeup artists, but even with factory workers, like people also underestimate that. Oh yeah, anybody can, or like that part of machinery, they're replaceable. And like hearing mm-hmm. what, hearing the things that like people have to go through you know we need rest you know people need to rest like sufficiently you know and um yeah just reading about the the conditions in the factories or that people fall asleep at the wheel after a tough shoot it's just like you also can't rest if you don't have money because if you're constantly stressing over your finances you cannot rest like the mental toll that not being able to pay your bills takes is 
is cannot be understated. No one even like talks. You about should be that able to like spend the time. Yeah, you should also you should be be able to spend the time designated as rest, resting, not having to do another job because your first job doesn't pay you enough. Well, and talk about you know to tie it back to the last story, talking about means testing. It's like. Um, you know, so if you don't have the money, you know, and you're stressed about stuff, if you want to get any kind of help, that is also a job, you know, just to get the thing. Like, you know, again, I grew up in Florida and a lot of my friends were young mothers and them saying like for them to get WIC, which is the most means tested program. It's women. It's like a woman and children's like voucher for fucking apple juice and bread like that's very specific they can only get certain brands and like very very tight quantities and for my friend to get wick she said i had to call every day for a month at 7 a.m right when they open because if i called at 705 i would not be able to get through you know what i mean and it's just like that is also so it's like how can people get out of these things and it's like of course these people just want to like live in and and not have to worry about this but right there's just like it's just like life is full of so many hazards whether it's like it just the whole game is rigged yeah this is a good time to note that with the um all the supply chain and all the blocked boats everywhere um just to take when you're food shopping check for wick labels and if you can get a different brand because that stuff's going flying off the shelves. Everything is going really, really fast. So leave that for the people that, like Millie said, for whatever reason, there are like very narrow things that they can get. Right. Like who's hoarding bread? Why are they like limiting the quantity of bread? Like maybe I just like extra bread and I don't want applesauce. Like I just like it's just so annoying. Turtleistic. Like, so it's right. Pissed off. <laughs> I mean, this is the same people who are like, I was at Whole Foods and I saw someone be uh, buying st- steak with food stamps. And it's like, so steak is fucking food. It's like, who yeah. cares what you have to only eat so, ground beef if you're poor? Like you can never, like, no, but that's never the thing, have right? meat. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? It's like, if you're poor, you're bad and you don't deserve anything nice and you can't abuse the system and blah, blah, blah. And if you're rich, you're good and you deserve everything and you don't need to be taxed for it. That's actually just that's the whole system in a nutshell. <laughs> Why do we think that this like labor sort of movement is intersecting with like what they're calling the great resignation and more sort of like white collar? Well, I, I like our yeah. job, like my job's like a fake job. If I don't do my job, people get what they need. They get their like there's a difference between the people who are in the knowledge economy and they leave and they create a a nuisance for their their company and the people who leave and people aren't going to get Christmas gifts. But why are these things intersecting at this time? I mean, I think it's because of COVID and it's because people in the knowledge economy aren't necessarily like less exploited across the board. They're just better paid for it and they do not have to be as physical in their work and it's not as much danger. So like, yeah, like lots of like, like, you know, think about law, law firms like my, mm-hmm. my, one of my friends is a lawyer and she's paid very, very well, but she works every weekend we ever go away. She always has to be at her computer. Mm-hmm. And like, I think for some people, like money can't buy you like your life back. And if you're spending like your whole life, just trying to like get richer people more wealthy. And because like with contract loopholes, like that also like lacks a sense of purpose. And like, if you don't even have time to spend your money, Exactly. Like, what's the point of having the money if you don't even get to, like, relax and, like, you know, and I, you know, they're they're just 
better paid exploited workers. Like, you know, there's exploit ex- exploitation can happen in a lot of ways that don't only have to do with like finances and like physical yeah. work. So if you can't live your life because outside, because you either have to, you can't do anything but work. Obviously that is a lot different when your job is like lifting shit at an Amazon job and getting paid $10 an hour and then having to go do like a nannying shift, but you're still not having any life outside of when you're Mike does that too. Mike hasn't stopped working for four months. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is that like, that's the reason why there's like the great resignation. And then there's like strike labor. It's like the people who can afford to resign are just resigning. People who can't afford to quit their jobs have to strike and like use mass, you know, wide labor leverage. Like it's just that they're taking a bigger risk. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like if you quit your job, like you're not and you don't have money, like what are you going to do? But if you are like, you know, you have a little savings and you have, you know, you have what you need. Maybe your parents have some money to help you with. Maybe you can move well, to their house. Like mm-hmm. it's easier to just say, OK, bye. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I yeah, And I also think like the values of younger people, of millennials, of Gen Z, like again, before when people were having families and, you know, getting married quicker and all this stuff. And like, you kind of need, especially like women needed to be married Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever, but like to get a certain kind of prosperity, like now it's like, those values are different. Like we don't care about material things anymore. I mean, we do, but it's, it's more about experiences and stuff. And people are like, yeah, you know what? I make more money at this job, but I'd rather have less money and be able to like see my friends on weekends and not be on my computer 24 seven. Or it's like, yeah, like I get to work on these cool movie things, but you know, but I actually want to see my family or like start a family or like not be on my, you know? And it's just like, it's all like interconnected in that way of, you know, I think people's values are changing Totally, where it's, you know, life is very short and, and it's not, what is the point of you work to live or live to work? You know, everybody's on to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why like all this, like, Oh, you need to like save for retirement. I'm like, what retirement? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like what retirement? Like, right. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. Like I'm not going to have, we're not going to have that boomer retirement that like that exists these days. Like another thing that, that sort of was infuriating is that social security, the the social security payments were raised by the same percentage mm-hmm. as inflation, but wages have not gone anywhere. So, so yeah. they're taking all the fucking social security. There's no chance we're getting any, like it's just, no, I know. I don't think about that. <laughs> Right. Like, well, yeah, we can't. Well, we don't even get student. I'm just like, I'm going and back on the student loan thing. It's like, how can you save for retirement when I mean, again, like I know last time we talked about student loans, like (laughs) you and Sammy, like my student loans were really high. I've been able to refinance, pay a lot off and stuff. But that's because my federal student loans have been paused for, you know, almost two years. And People are like, just cancel them. If you can pause them for two years, you can cancel them. Yeah. You know, no one's gone bankrupt. They've well, actually the federal ones are like, this is not money that they're budgeting. This is not money that they're waiting on. Like, oh, can't we really need Millie's check so that we can go ahead and put like a button on this military uniform? No, <laughs> if, it, if it, they're not waiting for it, it's fine. But, but like they might, they probably won't cancel them. Right. No, so no. 
So the Chuck thing Schumer's is, trying really hard. Chuck Schumer tweets about it every day. I think he knows how popular it is. Like literally look at Chuck Schumer's Twitter feed. He tweets about it every single want, day. If you want Democrats to vote, that was what they should do in like September. Well, they should have done that. Like, you know, yeah, that's, know. this is what I'm talking about. Like, though, because it's like uh, cancel student debt, $15 inflation, $2,000 checks, climate change. These are all the big things that they ran on. And literally every fucking thing has been an obstacle and like it's not to say that they're not trying or they don't intend it but it's just like how are we going to get people to 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 like think that it's going to make a difference when like literally everything you promised has not come to fruition it's difficult it's difficult to be fair there was another round of stimulus checks and there is the child tax credit so like something is like like it's not that it really is not the yeah. lack of trying, but like they're, in my opinion, they don't muscle against the obstacles hard enough. Yeah. 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 I was listening to a podcast we did last week and I heard and I listened to myself say like the Biden administration isn't doing anything. I was like, Eek, I shouldn't have said that. They've done a shit ton, but it's but, like yes. and it's not them that can't do this. It's the obstructionists in Congress and our own party who are making it harder. And as we spent this second half of this episode talking about workers' rights are popular. You go on TikTok, Gen Z is like, they're like half, they're communists. They want these things and they will turn out. So listen to them. Speaking of Vermont, I went to an employee-owned brewery this weekend. Oh, neat. Employee-owned companies are really interesting. Yeah, this is, this is what, like, that's what I'm talking about. Vermont, they got, they know what the future is about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That is our show today. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And I'm Lily Tamarez. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.